All right, Kevin Barker, it is June the 1st. Roof was open tonight. Lovely sky. Vladdy hit a bomb. Could life be any better? Nope. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590, is the text line. Way to go, Barker. You came out swinging. You're the welcome. Jays, I know I am. The Jays beat the White Sox 7-3, nine games over 500 for the first time this year. Uh, seven consecutive wins. They will go for the sweep tomorrow, as Ben Wagner mentioned. They have Alec Manoa on the mound. They generally win when Alec Manoa is on the mound. So, Kevin, let's start this discussion. Vladdy's home run, obviously, given what Vladdy has been going through, that is going to be a talking point here. Danny Jansen, three-run home run. Santi Espinel leading off. George Springer out with a non-COVID illness. He hits a leadoff home run, the first home run given up this year by Michael Kopech, an indication very early on that uh, it was not going to be Michael Kopech's night. So, Kevin, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Vladdy because, as you say, he's the big guy. Mm-hmm. And they got to get him going. Now, look, one home run. But I got to tell you, when he reached on that infield hit mm-hmm. and it held up under review, the last time I saw a Jays player pray that hard was when <laughs> Russ Martin was in the dugout and Jose Batista smacked that home run and Russ – you know, at the front of the dugout praying. He'd, he'd been saved. He'd been saved by Jose. So clearly this means that Vladdy's going to go on a 15-game hitting streak right now. Well, we hope so. It's, it's a lot more fun to talk about a, a, a red-hot hitting Vladimir Guerrero Jr. than the one we've been seeing for the first 49 games. Uh, look, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, a lot of his at-bats look like he couldn't wait to get out of the batter's box, and you never want that feeling. I've been there. Anybody who's ever tried to hit at the highest level has been there sometime in their career where, you know, you, you just don't know what to do. You walk to the plate, and you're like, man, I can't wait to get this bat over. He had a little lead in him, and then he gets that, you know, some Sometimes it's not how hard you hit it, it's where you hit it. He got that little hit, like you mentioned. It's just sort of like it it, it took a little weight off his shoulders. He, he looked like he was having a little bit more fun. And I've said this to you, too, you know, I can't say it anymore. It's all about what you swing at. Like, he can go up and, and take these big giant big daddy hacks all he wants to on the balls that are up and in and, and down in a way that are off the plate. And looked to me like early on at least he was cheating on Kopech's heater. Uh, but – for me, it's all about, you can see, whenever he gets a good pitch to hit and can get to his finish, Jeff, I talk about this all the time. When good hitters, don't look at how they start. Look at how they finish. If they're under control and it looks effortless, they can get that barrel above their head and finish their swing the way Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did. That means everything's connected and the ball's coming off the bat the way it should. And I've said this. You stay in a big part of the field and think line drive. Stop thinking about getting the ball in the air because you're hitting the ball on the ground. No, if your timing is right, you start on time with the both start and stops that you do have with that fruition of your gather because he has so much talent. If he gets just a decent pitch to hit, we see what can happen. So I'm with you. Hopefully he goes on a a 15-game homer streak and we can come on this show every single day and, and sing his praise and talk about them winning 35 games in a row. On uh, the pitching side, Hyunjin Ryu left with left forearm tightness. This is after, I wouldn't say complaining about elbow tightness in his in his, his last start, but certainly he brought it to the attention of, of the manager, who in turn 
brought it to the attention of the media. Look, uh, you know, two guys that I don't think we talk about enough, and I, I think in addition to Bo getting those walks tonight and, and, and setting up Vladdy and that home run and all that, I'll tell you what, David Phelps and Ross Stripling tonight really, 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 really answered the bell for this team because Hyunjin Ryu's coming out of this game early. You knew, given what this bullpen's gone through, that they were going to have to piece this together. And, man, those two veterans, um, I'll tell you what, I think, I think they saved their bacon tonight in terms of pitching anyhow. You could almost say that Ross Tripling was the player of the game uh, just by what, you know, the way he's pitching with as much confidence as he is. And all of a sudden he's got a sort of a pitch for every situation. You Mark, he's got five pitches now. He Where does. That well, well, I think, you know, he's he's pitching backwards a little bit. Whenever you can throw the little get-me-over breaking ball, he can backdoor it to a lefty. He can throw a little harder one to maybe try and get a swing and miss. And now he's got that confidence in that changeup to have the, the sink to it, the arm speed to it, the mile per hour that he's got to it. He'll throw it to a righty. He'll throw it to a lefty. He'll throw it in any count. And when you can do that and also locate somewhat with an elevated heater, he can go into a righty to move some feet. He throws that little cut slider thing that he has looks more more to me like a cutter than it does a slider he's got tons of confidence and David Phelps what can you say you know he short armed the curveball a couple of times and then he figured it out with the sinker to a bray you after that he shut the door I'm with you the bullpen what can you say five innings of scoreless ball they, they just continue to do it 416-870-0590 star 590 1-888-666-0590 the text line is open it is 590-590 7-3, the Blue Jays beating the Chicago White Sox. They will go for the sweep tomorrow. Chris and Stony Creek, you uh, you think this team's looking a little more selective? Yeah, I think at the plate they're looking a lot more. First of all, let me say great show, guys, as always. Okay, you guys are awesome. Uh, they're looking very selective, very selective at the plate, um, getting into a lot better counts, you know, obviously – um, when when the pitchers are coming to them, they're able to barrel stuff up. But I wanted to ask Kevin if he could just talk about one thing he was talking about a couple of days ago about belief. You know, as a professional athlete, if he could talk about himself, his belief. But he was saying something about when you're in the show and you believe that you belong, that's when you really start to have your, your, your true self come out. And I really believe that in, in any part of your life, you know, if you can start from a basis of confidence, that's where great things can happen. So, you know, uh, if you could talk about that a little bit, and again, great show, guys. You guys are awesome, okay? They, they, Thank you, thanks, Chris. Thanks, thanks Chris. Well, the, the first name when I was listening to Chris talk about believing was Danny Jansen. <laughs> who, who? What more can that be talked about than Danny Jansen? Danny Jansen all of a sudden believes he's a big leaguer and believes that he is a starter at the big league level. Couldn't say that a year and a half ago or even last year when he's hitting a buck and some change or whatever he's hitting. You, know, you notice something with Danny Jansen. He's a big man. And for a big man to be able to stay as compact as he is with his hands keep the the bat close to his body like he does to be able to hit everything out in front you take that plate you have that imagine imaginary plate out in front he's thinking about hitting it in the imaginary plate if he can stay short and quick to the ball 
stay in the big part of the field somewhat and trying to get the head out. That's sort of what Chris, I think, is talking about, about believing. You have to believe. Santiago Espinal, you can throw in the mix there. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has went through about 30 games here. He's fighting it. Now, I'm not saying he's not believing that he's a big leaguer because that's silly, but it gets to the point where you're thinking, okay, I'm fighting for MVPs. I want a triple crown, and now it looks like I feel like I can't even hit a ball for T. You start doubting yourself. You start thinking, well, what I'm doing off the field is not translating to on the field. You have doubt. When you have doubt, you know, that's obviously confidence is 90% of the battle. So it is it is something to it. And, and hopefully, you know, just having a, again, it gets back to it's not always how hard you hit, it's where you hit it. And that little ball, Jeff, you were talking about Vladdy when he got over there and he was praying about, the, thank goodness that the umpires didn't overturn that call. I got a hit. Yeah, it's, it's better to be one for four than it is 0 for four. Again, takes a little pressure off of you. Now you can go up, and that next at bat doesn't mean as much as if it would you were walking up there 0 for 4. It's something to that, especially when your batting average is going south. Good for him. Hopefully he catches fire. And, oh, by the way, we didn't mention Teoscar Hernandez. His mm-hmm. decision-making tonight was quicker. What I mean by quicker is you could tell he was seeing the ball out of the hand. He was soft with his with his front foot, and his stride wasn't as big today. He was getting his foot down a little sooner, and you could see his eyes weren't moving. The ball wasn't moving as much. He was seeing the ball out of the, of the pitcher's hands a little quicker. The quicker you could do that, your decision-making is quicker. Those two guys get hot, Jeff. Look out, American League. Now, based on what everybody else is doing around them, too, uh, the bottom of the order tonight of course we already talked about Santiago Espinel Bobichette three walks uh, the walk in front of the home run and you know running to second base to to now I know that the you know the run didn't score but that's that allowed Vladdy to get to allowed Vladdy to get the first base as well it, it it's I mean I can't say enough about the stuff we're seeing out of out of a lot of guys around this team other than Vladdy and, and Teoscar and on both sides of the ball uh, it's been really good Bo walked three times tonight, and well, and and you know what? If I'm I, Kevin, look, you played, but if I'm Vladdy and I see the guy, I see a guy, the guy in front of me who can be a free swinger at times, mm-hmm. be comfortable taking the walk and passing the baton to me. That, I mean, that has to give me some confidence because in some ways, does it not? If you're Vladdy. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I think I think more if Vladdy was hot, he was seeing the ball a little bit better. He had a little bit more confidence. Yeah, I'm with you. That would always help. You know, you want to pass the baton with quality at bat. It's not always about you know the end result, but this is going to help. You see your buddy doing that. You want to go up and have the same at bat. That old tune gets you a better pitch to hit. And when he gets that, he can hammer it. The uh, I guess the news of the night, if you want to call it that, was that uh, Hyunjin Ryu left after four innings tonight. Charlie Montoyo was asked about that after the game. What did Ryu tell you about how he's feeling and what's he dealing with right now? Kind of the same thing that he had last time. Uh, his forearm got tied. So now, of course, we've got to take pictures to see how he's doing. Elbow and forearm are words you don't want to hear, and we keep hearing those with him. Is there any more worry now than you had a couple weeks ago? You know, we'll see. I'm not going to speculate because I'm not a doctor or anything. But what, what I'm going to give you is uh, give him a compliment for give us four innings, you know, even though he, he wasn't. Of course, you guys saw he was throwing 86, 87, 88, and he found a way to give us four innings because our bullpen was short, as you guys know. And, and he competed. We didn't make a play after that. Abreu went deep, but other than that, he gave us four big innings. That was Charlie Montoyo, Kevin Barker, talking about Hyunjin Ryu. That's one of the questions I asked callers. The numbers are 416 870 
star 590-188-666-0590. What's your comfort level with Hyunjin Ryu right now? Other questions to consider. You've got Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk. Right now the Jays have the best the, the best offense out of, out, of, out of catchers in baseball or one of the best offense out of catchers in baseball. You've got Gabriel Moreno at AAA. Everybody, of course, wants to see him up here at some point. How do you think Ross and the Blue Jays play that? And while we're on the topic of, uh, of things like that, you know, we, we know the Jays are looking for bullpen help. But uh, do we need to maybe give David Phelps and Ross Stripling uh, Ross Stripling a little more a little more credit here? Brendan Winnipeg. Hey, how's it going today, guys? It's going well. Awesome. Yeah, six or seven runs a game seems to make everybody sit a little bit more at ease, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's amazing what happens when you don't have to make a one-run lead hold up for eight innings. <laughs> exactly. And uh, for me, the big blow was Danny there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just love watching his at-bats nowadays. He's just – I mean, like, even though the in-between every pitch, getting that dirt, rubbing it in between the hands, he's, he's he really seems like an old-school kind of player up there, just – looking at tank everything he sees and he was on every pitch I felt like today even though he didn't he only went one for four it was all those balls he was fouling off down the pole side were just yanked I mean like if he gets something over the plate that he likes I I almost have no doubt that it's going over the fence right now yeah Brandon it's uh look I mean we've talked about uh how much we in this show like Danny Jansen and and you know I talked to some folks around the team today and it was kind of reinforced that, you know, there are a lot of things, and I know people don't necessarily like hearing this, and I know everybody's a good guy, et cetera, et cetera, but there are a lot of things Danny Jansen brings to the table that's really important to this team. And I'll say this again, Kevin, Alejandro Kirk, he owes Danny Jansen a little bit of thanks for what's happening right now because with Danny behind the plate more often, Alejandro can concentrate and hitting. Hey, if I listen, if I'm Charlie, those two guys are in the lineup every day for me right now. They have to she, be. You're sure gonna well, you're sure gonna try that. D- Danny Jansen's impossible not to root for. And and I gotta say this, whenever you're watching him call games, how many times you see a, a pitcher shake off shake him off? It's rare. Even all all the arms that they run out there, it's very rare that you see a pitcher not on the same page with Danny Jansen. That just tells you all the things he does off the field to prepare when it comes crunch time to you know I'm, I'm not saying put the fingers down anymore because you don't do that. Push the right button. Push the I'll right say button. that. I'll Literally say push, push the right buttons. Push push the right buttons uh, at, at the right times. But I, you know, again, this gets back to one of those things where when you get he didn't get sent down, but he. When he mm-hmm. went down to, to rehab and got away from catching Ryu and all the thought process that goes into doing that and can concentrate on himself offensively, he went down and made a change and mentally said, enough of this trying to go the other way and finesse balls and cover the entire plate. Now, nah, I'm going to widen out. I'm going to scoot a little closer to the plate. I'm going to split the, the field in half, and I'm going to try and get frisky all the time at the plate. And when you can do that because that, that's who you are, that's half the battle is is realizing that and he does that and he goes up to the plate and I just like his I like his lower half he gets the foot down early enough his swing is level enough he can hit velocity he can hit elevated velocity I like all those things when he can do that and you're hitting eighth why not try and do it at all time four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety the text line is open it is at five ninety five ninety plenty of text to get to and that's exactly what we'll do on the other side of the break. This is Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update. 
Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide, 19 plus. Play responsibly, Ontario only. The New York Yankees were rained out today. They will play a doubleheader against the Angels. Uh, I believe it's tomorrow. Uh, the Blue Jays, of course, winners tonight, 7-3 over the Chicago White Sox. They are 29-20. and The Yankees are still setting the pace at 34-15. Tampa Bay is tied 2-2 right now in the eighth inning with the Texas Rangers. Uh, and uh, they're at 28-21. and 21, And the uh, Baltimore Orioles took care of the Mariners 9-2 as... Uh, the Orioles, well, the Orioles continue to, uh, well, they continue to be, I, 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 I don't know how you describe them. The Orioles are the competitive. Orioles are, they're competitive and they can beat bad teams. They can beat teams that are worse than them. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox, which isn't always the case, the Red Sox uh, beat the Reds 7-1 today as well. Uh, Kevin, I want to go to the text line. Before we go to the text line, though, and 590-590 is uh, how you reach us on the text line. I want to talk a little more about, about Ross Stripling. Now, we know that he is using the changeup more to right-handed batters. That's something he said he wanted to do, and he's doing that. He was hitting 94, hitting. He, 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 yeah, he hit 94 a couple of times today. Um, if Hyunjin Ryu can't answer the bell and Ross Stripling becomes the starter, I don't know how to I don't know how to put this, but he's almost more valuable right now. I understand he's going to have to start, but Kevin, I like this role he's in right now. Not me. I, I, this, whenever he's in this role and he's coming in in the, in the fourth and fifth inning, means your starter's not real good or he's injured like Ryu is. I, I, Ross Stripling has made himself into now a guy that can help you as a starter, even on a contending team. The things he's done mechanically, where he's moved on the rubber. Uh, he's he's eliminated the tipping of the pitches, which that you know, that glove by the belt, not moving it around on all of his pitches. Now you got five pitches. It'd be easy to tip one of them. And just being able mm. to maintain mechanics and repeat it over and over and over again and be able to have the, the you know, the lack of non-competitive pitches the way he did before when he was more worried about mechanics and tipping pitches instead of trying to make a good pitch. Now he has the changeup that he has confidence in that we've mentioned. He has the curveball that he can throw in any count. He's locating he's, uh, the fastball better. He's not throwing that down the middle. It's like you said, he's added a couple more ticks to the velocity on the fastball. He's got a fastball that moves. I'm calling it a cutter. He calls it a slider. Looks like a cutter to me, but what difference does it make? It's it's a pitch that's going one way that allows his changeup to go the other way with a different speed that can take the sting out of a bat. And that's what that's all about. And just all the adjustments and, and the things that he's bought into, and he'll do anything to help this team win. Again, he's one of those guys that whenever he comes in the game, Jeff, I don't know about you, but I'm okay with that. I yes. like seeing him in the game, and I feel comfortable that he's going to keep him in it long enough to hopefully somebody runs into one. Scott from Alora on the uh, text line. Talking about Ross Stripling says he's incredible. Whatever he's asked to do, he does. Um, and and yeah, look, we're 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 on board with that, Scott. Um, and as I said, especially tonight, David Phelps, Ross Stripling. We don't always talk about them when we talk about the bullpen. We sort of tend to always talk about it as a group. But I'll, I'll say it again: those those two those two guys have come to the rescue of Charlie Montoyo uh, several times. 
several times this year. Um, Andre Nanaimo. He's getting a little tired of George Springer. Fed up with Snowflake Springer. If he was paid by the amount of games <laughs> he plays, they would have cap room to sign a player that can play more than 60% of the time. It's a carbon copy of Kawhi Leonard when he played for the Raptors. Is this a Toronto thing or what? Enough. Andre Nanaimo. Kawhi Leonard won a ring with the Raptors. Um, and in the case of George Springer tonight, this was a non-COVID illness. And, you know, there have been... It's funny, Kevin, and maybe teams are erring on the side of caution here, but there have been a – it seems to me, anyhow, there have been a fair number of non-COVID illnesses. And, sure. And, and you've, see, you've seen teams miss games. And I can tell you, this team down here, the Chicago White Sox, they got a little something going through their clubhouse right now as well. So you can't – look, you can't blame uh, – you, you can't blame this on George Springer. But, Kevin, we talked about this. And I keep telling people, I, I think ultimately George Springer is going to be a right fielder DH for this team. I just do because, you know, I understand you can get hurt just as you ask. Ask Jose Batista. You can get hurt in right field as well as you can mm-hmm. in center field. I get all that. But I think you're more likely to practice self-preservation in right field than you are in center. That's just me. Andre dropped Snowflake on him, which is <laughs> that you got to admit that's funny. I look this. I, this doesn't surprise me anymore. I, you know, I come on Blair and Barker our show all the time, and I scratch my head, and I have the same argument with you about why they do these things. Now, obviously, this is uh, he, he's ill. This this has nothing to do with yes. a, a a load management thing, which we'll see more of. Trust me, he won't be in the lineup after going deep, going back Lake City, and then the next day he's off because it's just a scheduled off day. That's what they plan before before the season starts. That they're going to give him days off, whether we like to see it or not. I don't like to see it. I'm a little on Andre's side. I want to see him play, and that's why they're paying him. But they're more thinking about because of his past, how much he's not played in center field, how many games in a row if he does play in center field the chances of him getting hurt or more chances of that happening than him not getting hurt so they're trying to do the best they can by keeping him on the field for september and october i'll say this for them to win a world series or dare i say even go to the playoffs they're going to need a healthy george springer they're going to need him playing down the stretch when it matters the most and they think this is the way to do it obviously not today because he's ill, but when we do see the load management stuff, they're doing that for a reason. They're just not doing it to tick off Barker and a bunch of fans and to think that to have everybody saying he's overpaid, they're doing it because they think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, listen, George, you know, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it very bluntly. George Springer is a big investment for this organization. And and I really do believe, Kevin, I'm I'm with you on this page. George Springer was brought in here to win World Series. George Springer was brought in here to be the guy in September, October. He just was. That's it. And and you know what? I I mean it's like a lot of stuff. If if people are going to waste their time, you know, fretting every time George Springer gets a day, oh, it's just a waste of time. Don't don't bother it cuz it's going to happen. Staying it's just on gonna happen. staying on the field is a tool. It should be added to that five tool thing that everybody talks about because you have to learn how to keep yourself on the field. Obviously, George Springer plays with his hair on fire. Sometimes he doesn't know how to do that. Track record tells the Blue Jays that. They are doing the best they can to try and keep him on the field and have him play more games than he misses. And they think this is the way to do it. Kevin, do you know the greatest number of games George Springer has played in center field in the season? 78. 78, or I'm looking at 80. I'm looking at 80 in 2018. I heard 78. 
I heard but 78. It's not the point a lot. Is, to your point, it's not a lot. Yeah, the point <laughs> it's, is just, it's not a this lot. This guy's never going to come here and play 162 in center field for you. He no. just wasn't. No. He just wasn't. And yeah, you know, all the wishing and whatever. He just wasn't. He wasn't going to come here and play all those games in center field. So mm-hmm. anyhow, I want George Springer healthy. I want his bat in the lineup. Um, I really want him around for September, October. That's what I. That's what I've got him in. That's what I've got him in here for. 7-3, the Blue Jays beating the Chicago White Sox. They have won seven in a row. They will get a chance to sweep the White Sox tomorrow afternoon, a 3:07 first pitch. Alec Manoa will be on the mound for the Blue Jays. We will be on after the Blue Jays game with Blue Jays talk until 7 Eastern. So for all of us here at the Rogers Center and back on the mothership, I'm Jeff Blair. Thank you very much for listening to Blue Jays baseball. Served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Because as Kevin Barker always says, feed your wild side, baseball fans.